Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Um, We're glad you're with us. Uh, Today's guest is someone that I personally would consider a great singer, and I say that because I believe great singers can sing anything, and in listening to this young lady's music, she can sing anything and she can sing it well. I'm a little bit embarrassed because I was on The Late Show and getting to know about her and her music. I first became aware of her with her work on the song Gone Under with Snarky Puppy. But she's been captivating audiences on Broadway and in TV and movies and music since she was 15 years old. She has four solo albums to her credit. She spent eight years on Broadway, and she has worked with artists like Kelly Clarkson, Rihanna, and Bette Midler. We're excited to welcome to the show today singer, songwriter, and actress Miss Shayna Steele. Shayna, welcome. Thank you, Carl. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. And thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. I got to tell you, you have reading about you. You have had one of the most interesting and diverse careers um, of, <laughs> of, of, of my guests, you know. Uh, it's the kiss of death in this business. <laughs> Is it really? Is it? Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like, I am just kind of all over the place and a bit of a chameleon when it comes to my career. When I look back on it now, like sitting here now, I'm just like, my gosh, it seems like there's no rhyme or reason to what I do. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's pretty cool though, right? All of those different experiences, all of those different, uh, you know, all of those different, I won't even call them genres. I would just say, my gosh, I mean, Broadway, movies, TVs, music like doing working in all those different areas that's got to be that's got to be amazing though it's definitely a journey some of it was enjoyable some of it was just the gig uh-huh. you know like like all of us we've got to hustle and yeah. survive so yeah you know when i hear that it's just like yeah there were there's definitely times where i'm like listen i'm just i'm getting my hustle on right now yeah. especially when i left broadway broadway was so such a stable place to be. Like I came to New York and established myself in the Broadway community fairly quickly that it's something that I could have done forever and just gone down the path of Broadway actor, Mm -hmm. you know, going into lead roles. That's definitely something that would have worked out for me, but I, you know, I changed horses midstream. So what caused you to want to change horses midstream? Because I really wanted to explore something past the great white way. I Uh wanted to give myself a shot as an artist. It was something that I initially had wanted to do growing up was to make albums. You know, like I was listening to Whitney Houston and Aretha and Mariah being like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to make records. So I don't necessarily know if I prepared myself the way that I should have leaving a Broadway career. Mm Because like you mentioned, eight years of consistently being in shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very well established 401k benefit, yeah, you know, yeah. the whole thing. So it all has kind of happened by accident. I mean, I very quickly went into the background singing world after I left Broadway to sing mm-hmm. with Bet, mm-hmm. And that wasn't necessarily something that I was seeking out. Okay. Okay. It just how, kind of happened. How did that come to be? Well, when they were auditioning for the Harlettes, I just thought, well, you know, I need a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, sh- I should go in and, and do this because I knew that 
uh, this was for her Las Vegas residency. I knew it wasn't a full-time thing. Like she would only be going in for a couple weeks at a time and have long breaks. And I thought, well, that will, that will give me income, you know, as a background yeah. singer, it gives you income in order to make records, yeah, which was sure. always my goal. Yeah. Um, which is what I did. I, when I was working for bet, I made my first full length album okay. during that time. Okay. Okay. So okay. I was able to afford to make it yeah. because I was working. Well, but that's a, yeah. that's a pretty courageous thing though, that, you know, I give you a lot of credit for that because when you're, it's easy to play it safe. It's easy to play it safe, you know, and something had to be burning inside of you to say, no, nah, I got to go do what my heart is telling me to do. It was scary. And yeah. a lot of the people in the Broadway community were just like, are you sure you want to do it this way? And, uh-huh. and I know there's a lot of Broadway friends of mine who had some success in making records and still continue to do Broadway, like um, a great singer, Shoshana Bean. Uh-huh. She's phenomenal. She's put out these beautiful records and um, big band records and soul records. And, you know, she's back in a Broadway show right now, starring in a show. And it's, uh, you know, we all have our different paths. And for me, I, I, I couldn't pursue it the way that I felt I could without yeah. leaving Broadway and just fully immersing myself into being a musician. I understand that. I think for, yeah, I, I, I've had things in my life where I had to be single-mindedly focused on those things versus trying to do other things while trying to do that thing that I was supposed to be focusing on. And I wasn't, I, yeah, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time either though. That's just me, but um, (laughs) you know, that's so I, but I do understand your point. I understand your point. So Mm -hmm. how is it different for you? Like, touring as a musician versus being in a, in a Broadway production or a part of a Broadway cast? It's completely different. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a lot lonelier mm-hmm. at this end of it. When you are the name on the marquee, yeah. I, spend, I spend a lot of my time as a guest artist uh, with other bands, whether mm-hmm. it's going with Snarky Puppy or with Chris Bodie or just, you know, guest solo with a symphony. It tends to be a lonely world. I spend a yeah. lot of time in my room. Yeah. I'm completely responsible for myself with getting myself dressed and getting on stage on time and making the flights and and all that stuff. And it's it's a lot more pressure. Yeah. Whereas on, on Broadway you walk into a cast from day 1, you're there together, you're learning the show together, you're putting it up on Broadway. If it doesn't work, you have a slew of people that are moving all the pieces to sure. make a Broadway show work. There's a consistency and a discipline to being on Broadway, which I think has definitely worked in my favor mm-hmm. going into the music world because the music world is so unorganized yeah, yeah. and crazy, yeah. um, just unpredictable. So I would say, yeah, the, the cons of going into music is that everything falls on my shoulders. Yeah. If it goes wrong or if the money's not right, it's like, I still got to take care of my guys. Yep. Yep. But the upside is that I'm in control of my schedule. Yeah. I'm the boss. I say yay or nay. Um, you know, I'm a mother and I, you know, my responsibility is to my child. So yeah. therefore it's got to work with how my life goes. Yeah. And I'm able yeah. to do that now. Good for you. How do you describe your music? Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I always say I'm a soul singer when, when uh-huh. people come up and say, oh, you know, because I sing at a lot of jazz festivals or jazz menus and they're like, oh, are you, you're a jazz singer. And I'm like, well, no, I sing jazz. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I'm a soul singer, which yeah. I think can be pretty broad yeah. because all the music I sing is coming from my soul. Yeah. And uh, obviously my influences growing up was soul music, Motown. That's my foundation is soul music. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, like I really can sing and do enjoy singing many different genres yeah, from yeah. like rock and roll to R&B to jazz to blues. I mean, I have dabbled in all of it and yeah. have done my homework on all genres as best as I can. And that comes through. So, I mean, that's why I said at the top that I think you're a great singer because you can sing everything and it's evident, right? I have a I have a 16 year old daughter who wants to be a singer, and that's what I have been trying to. Of course, she doesn't listen to me, but I've been trying to say to her, like, and she wants to be on Broadway, right? But what I've been trying <laughs> to say to her is that you should you should listen to other people, you should sing other genres, you should push yourself to do beyond that because that's when you'll really, really, you know, really, really become a great singer, you know. Absolutely, and that's so evident Absolutely. with you with your music. I mean, it's. Listening to your music, it's a journey. It's all different kinds of things. You can tell so many different influences in your music. And it's so enjoyable because it's clear that you have spent tons and tons and tons of time searching for working with and crafting different types of approaches, which is cool for a listener. That Thank you. Thank you for, for saying that. My motto or my rule always going into making records or even even performances is I make music that I would enjoy listening to yeah. because, if, then I, because if I'm enjoying it, then my audience is going to enjoy it. And second of all, tell the story, yeah. which is where I think my acting chops really play a big part because I can't sing a song and make it just about what I'm doing vocally in the riffs. It's just mm -hmm. like I've studied, I've studied how to sing and I trust my instrument to do its job. Now it's about telling the story. Yeah, that's really cool. So talk to us about that. Talk to us about your music making process and, and, and where it starts and how you go about telling that story and bringing a song to life. Well, it's changed over the years. Like I always say that there was before I became a mother and after I became a mother, <laughs> my writing style changed quite drastically. Okay. Um, I definitely think I was more of a literal writer, which I, and I and I tend to go towards you know to metaphorically speaking in yeah. in my writing and plus I I've studied a lot about songwriting I actually went back to Berkeley I, okay. I'm at Berkeley right now finishing my music degree so good for you I have been taking classes in order to just like grab some new writing tools yeah. um, so my style of writing has changed I really do like to bring the realness of life into my writing and what's going on it's rare that I'm just making up a story out of nothing. Mm -hmm. But I do tend to write about things that have nothing to do with me, but maybe something that I saw. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or a story that I heard. I, I will. Uh... Cool. Cool. So how do you know when a song is ready to be released to the world? Once I performed it in front of people. Okay. Huh? Yeah. It's rare that I'm going to put a record out and it's not songs that I've been doing at gigs. Like, a few months before. Okay. Okay. I do like to try stuff out on an audience because that to me is a real gauge on whether or not a song is good. Uh -huh. <laughs> so you're up there singing a song, but you're also trying to capture the feedback. Is that, is that, how does that work? How does that happen? You can tell by an audience's mood, just how okay. they, the way that they're reacting to a song and, uh -huh. and people are usually pretty open with me at the merch table about specific yeah. songs. Okay. Then I know, Oh, you were really listening. Or if you can hear a pin drop in a room full of a thousand people then I'm like, everybody is really listening to what I have to say. So I better make sure that what I'm saying is important mm -hmm. enough for mm -hmm. them to listen. If someone comes to me and says, you know, I, I've had people say my mother died today and I didn't mm. want to, 
come to the, I didn't want to come out and see music, yeah. but I'm here. And this song ha- has really helped with the healing process. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, then I've done my job. Yeah. I mean, obviously there'll be a couple songs that I'll put out that I've never done live. And, uh, and then they go on the record and everybody loves them or the mm-hmm. songs develop over time in live shows to become something greater than what I initially recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not real secretive when it comes to what I'm writing. Okay. It's just kind of like, oh, I wrote this song and then I'll go on Instagram live and be like, what do you guys think of this? Huh. So, uh, especially during the pandemic, we yeah. just, uh, you know, I like to have people participate in the process because I'm, I'm making the music for them. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. That's not a common approach that a lot of artists take, you know? No, so, everything's so top secret. Yeah. Labels and no, I'm just so like, I don't know. I feel like people take it a little more. It's a little too serious. Yeah, that's all right, though. I love that that's your approach, though. Well, let's take yeah. a listen to one of your songs. This one's from your 2019 release, Watch Me Fly. This is B. Taking the world So many 
All right, everybody. We just heard B by today's guest, Shayna Steele. So where were you the first time you heard one of your songs in public? Do you remember where you were and what that feeling was like? Oh, gosh, I don't. I, I don't remember it because I, you know, I put records out and then I I move on. Uh-huh. I, I listen, you know, obviously I listen to the million times while they're being mixed. Yeah. And why we're doing, you know, comps and editing things. But once the records come out, it's time to move on. OK, 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 OK. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if they did play. I mean, I came into making records around the time that streaming was starting to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Napster and LimeWire yeah, were, yeah. had already kicked off by the time I started putting recordings out. And so now it's changed so much that, yeah. you know, if people are hearing a single, it's coming through some sort of a blog yep. or it's going through, you know, radio stream or a podcast mm-hmm. or something like that. So unless someone tells me about it, I'm not going to know that it's playing. I would say the first time that I charted, that was pretty exciting. Okay. Which is my album Rise reached yeah. number two. Uh, it debuted at number two with, on the iTunes jazz charts. And that uh-huh. was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not even a signed artist. I made it. I made it to number two, which was kind of cool. It didn't stay there very long. I feel like Miles Davis booted me out. Per- well, well, if you gotta get <laughs> if you gotta get booted by somebody, well, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, but that had to still be a pretty cool celebration, though. It was. It was really cool, and like I have that forever. Yeah. Even if I was on there for 15 minutes, it's like forever. I can say, you know, yeah. debut at number two on the U.S. jazz chart. So that's awesome. I don't know that's what awesome. that means. If it even means anything. Yeah. But it was exciting for me. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. So yeah. tell us about some other pinch yourself moments that you've had in your career. Definitely the collab with Snarky Puppy uh-huh. was so unexpected. Uh-huh. I had known Mike League from the New York scene and those guys because they were doing the family dinner series at Rockwood. Okay. On Friday nights at one o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And, you know, and I would go sit in with them a few times here and there, you know, because it was like, oh, they wanted to set up this thing when people, you know, because everyone's got gigs. It was, yeah. it was like an after gig hang where all the musicians, everybody came to just hang out and play with the guys. Uh-huh. So when Mike called me to do volume one, I was still very pregnant with my daughter Uh and I had been turning down gigs because I was like, I don't know what my life is going to be like, you know, very soon after having a baby. And I delivered in November, we filmed in March of the following year. And I said, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but I have, I feel like this is going to be something great Yeah, and I'll be there in infant in tow. And so it was actually the first performance that I did after having a baby. Um, And it was an incredible experience. And then for it to have catapulted the way that it did, it was kind of like a career mark for me personally. Um, So that was like a, oh my gosh, like good for me for making the right decision. Mm-hmm, Even though I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know how it was going to turn out personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty exciting. That's fantastic. Well, you've accomplished so much already. So what do you want your career arc to be like going forward? What are you things you're looking forward to doing and making happen? Gosh, Carl, you know, that's a great question because yeah. I'm a pretty open book when it comes to my career and uh-huh. myself. I said the other day to my husband, I said, I really don't know what I want to do next. Yeah. I know I have this, I have a new record coming out in September uh-huh. and it is being recorded right now. But as far as like, what do I want from this today, right now, I, I can't even tell you. Yeah. yeah. There's not really a clear picture 
because the way that the music business is, has changed so much because yeah. of the pandemic that right now I'm just trying to figure out how to navigate through Got these it. very murky waters. So I kind of want to just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. okay. I am doing it. Yeah. I'm making music. I gig. This is, you know, I'm, I I kind of have to be grateful for the moment that I'm in right now. And yeah. I'm grateful that I get, that I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I think a lot of times I was just talking to someone about, you know, in life, sometimes we get to into these moments of chasing certain things, right? Where they're, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're chasing the fame, the fortune, the Grammy, the whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's really cool to be in a spot where you're content and saying, hey, I'm doing what I want to do to fulfill the things in me that I want to fulfill. That's a really neat place to be at. It's a hard place to get to. Yes, yes. In the back of our minds, subliminally, we're saying, yes, the Grammy. I mean, the Grammys come on every year. And I'm just like, it's nice to see my friends winning Grammys Mm -hmm. or being nominated. And there's still that part of me that's like, you know, you you really want to be there. It seems so far away, yet so tangible when you start to see friends Mm -hmm. of yours getting Grammys. But if I were to base my entire, like all of my choices musically, when to release an album or how I'm going to release it or what kind of music, if I was going to base it just on getting a Grammy nomination, which there's so many politics involved with that um, process, I would be so unfulfilled and so unhappy. And I think that we forget as musicians to just stop and in the moment and say, Hey, guess what? Life is happening. We are in this moment now. Like instead of spending every day grasping for more and more yeah. and more, cause we're always going to want more. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wonderful point. Another great lesson is, is stopping and being in the moment. And I tell you, mm-hmm. boy, I know it's one of the Amen. things I, I've had to learn in my lifetime to learn how to do that. And I, you know, I was guilty of, yeah. for many, many years of not, but I, I really understand and respect that because every single day has beauty in itself, right? And sometimes Mm -hmm. we overlook that, you know, and because we're too busy chasing like that dribble on the wheel, you know, and it's cool to be able to slow down and say, yeah, this is cool. I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy today. I want to enjoy right now. That's a cool place absolutely, to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that can also, you know, not to make it sound like to anybody who's listening and is like trying to figure out what they want to do with their career, they're yeah. getting started. It's not to say that every day I don't wake up and make a list and say, here are the things that I need to do in order for my record to be successful. Yep. It's yep. Like, I, you know, I spoke with someone in PR today. Yeah. I, you know, publishing creating work for hire agreements for my band. It is just like, I'm running a business, you Absolutely. know, and that's the, re- the reality of it is that you've got to know how your business runs. You do have to look at numbers. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Of, I mean, I don't, I'm not sitting here just being like, Oh, I'm making music and it's exactly. such a dream. You know, life is such a dream, but, um, it's not that at all. It's like, you got to handle your business because yeah. then you can really hurt yourself financially. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But appreciating every part of that, though, is a part of that process, absolutely. right? Of being able to sit, take it day by day. Because you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a business. It definitely is a business. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I think some so often, I think a lot of times I've heard people who think that, well, you know, artists always have somebody to do every little thing for them. And that's not the yeah. case, you know? You know, there's a lot of work that goes behind, you know, getting to the gig or just yeah. even getting the gig booked. There's a lot of work that goes to that, you know? Absolutely. And I'm so, you know, I do have a team of people who do things for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have agents to book the gigs. Thank 
God. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I had to spend the time to also search for gigs, which I've done before, it's mm-hmm. such tedious, hard work following yep. up with clubs and and whatnot. So to have those people do that for you or to have a tour manager, it's just, it's life-changing for an artist to yeah. have those people on board. But yeah, you when you start to add managers and labels and distribution yeah. and licensing and syncing and all that, I mean, it's it's just like a laundry list of things that you yeah. have to do as an independent artist. No doubt. No doubt. I understand completely. So yeah. tell us, how how has your experience as an actress impacted mm-hmm. what you do as a performing artist, a performing musician? Tremendously. Yeah. Just because of my connection to words, mm-hmm. my connection yeah. to conversations. Yeah. I'm so in tune with humans, you know, because yeah. that's what you learn about as an actor is, is just you're learning how to be naturally human, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but you're reading somebody else's words, but like making them, them your own. That's why, I mean, like even singing a cover, I always like to take a cover out of context. It's uh-huh. like, I'm uh, doing a cover of CB Nick's gold dust woman right okay. now. It's like, I know what gold dust woman is about. I know what Stevie Nicks wrote it about, but I can't go with that story about yeah. uh, drugs yeah. um, because I don't do drugs. Yeah. I don't know anything about the drug world. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I have to make the lyrics of gold dust woman work for my story yeah. and how I'm going to tell it. Even though these are words that were written by somebody else from their experience or what they saw. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to tell their story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my, yeah. Job to tell my, my job is to tell my story. Yeah. That's so that cool. Believable. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Makes total sense. Well, let's mm-hmm. listen to some more of your music. How about we take a listen to the song right on time?
right. Once again, you heard from today's guest, Shayna Steele. That song was right on time. So, Shayna, what are you like just before you walk out on stage? What's going through your head and your heart? Well, I'm pretty chill before I go on stage. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty relaxed. I'm usually hanging out with my band. And uh-huh. we're talk- I mean, obviously, I do have a vocal warm up and glam and all that stuff. But most of the time, we're all just kind of sitting backstage. We're like, well, should we go do a show? Yeah. Okay. And okay. we all just walk on and, yeah. and that's it. I mean, once I hit the stage, anything that I have been worrying about is just over. Okay. Okay. Because okay. there's nothing you can do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It's showtime and everything is focused on that. That's cool. What about when the show is over? What do you like when the show is over? <laughs> Exhausted. Yeah. 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 I am pretty exhausted. My um, one of my agents said watching you in a performance is like watching an Olympic event. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do give a thousand percent to my performances, even if it's a ballad. It's just like the amount of emotion that I put into singing a song. It's just like my my goal is for you to feel what I'm feeling. Yeah. So I'm usually pretty sweaty, but, you know, I've got to go out and meet people and and do merch. There are times where I just don't do merch where I just can't Uh do it. Uh-huh. And I have to listen to my spirit and listen to my body. But yeah, usually we'll go backstage and then everybody cracks open a cold beer and yeah. we'll and say, oh, we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's another thing that I think is sometimes, I don't know if it's really as understood, is that how much it takes out of someone to be on like that. Because you can't be a great performer at this level without drawing deep from deep within to do a show. Absolutely. It is. And, uh, you know, there's been times that I've gotten emotional on stage um, because I am so connected to what I'm singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I bet that comes across for the fans, too, though. They feel it it and see that. Yeah. 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 That's that's the difference. That's that's why I I I hope I hope it does. It's it's you know, it's hard for me to just be like the fans are just, you know, because I don't want to sound like it's not genuine in how I am on stage. It's completely 100%. 100%. If I'm having a hard day, I will let, I'll let the audience know. You'll be like, you guys, I'm really struggling today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think, you know, I can't go, I don't even go up with a script, like what yeah. banter and whatnot. That uh-huh. at the most, I'll just say, I'm going to chat for a minute um, yeah. because I really want it to be, yeah, authentic. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. And I think people appreciate that too. So do so. you, do you enjoy the travel that comes with your profession? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. Who was it? Was it, um, was it Wayne Shorter or maybe Herbie Hancock who said, I don't get paid to play music. I get paid to travel. Huh? Huh? It's true. The traveling is. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard on, on everybody. It's hard to leave my house, you know, Mm -hmm. my dog and my daughter, she comes with me. She's toured with me before. Okay. Which is, which is great. But yeah, the traveling is hard. And and when I get home from touring or even a one-off, I have to decompress for a couple of days yeah. and just not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Of those of that travel, have there been some places that you've been to where you've been like, wow, this has been an amazing experience or, oh my gosh, this has been not a great experience at all. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went and did a gig in the Ukraine as a background singer. Oh, wow. Okay. Many, many years ago. Yeah. And the flight there and back was very long. Oh, and then bad. because it's Ukraine, it was very, <laughs> it was very much like, don't leave your hotel. Yeah. Like, go to the hotel, stay in the hotel. If you eat, order room service. If you want to go have a drink, you go to the bar and under the hotel. Yeah. There's no walking around. 
it just wasn't it it was encouraged to yeah. not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was odd. It was definitely an odd feeling. Yeah. Um, but you know, that that wasn't doing my own thing. I was just there doing a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like, I mean, the craziest thing, I mean, the craziest city that I went to, well, going to Indonesia with Snarky Puppy was completely wild. Okay, okay. I'd never been anywhere like that before. Uh-huh. And it was it was so much fun to do the, doing the Java jazz festival. Yeah. And it was so much fun, but like such a culture shock yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was, sure. what were the things that caused the culture shock? Well, the motorcycles and like children on motorcycles, mm-hmm. like people holding babies on, like on the backs of motorcycles. Yeah. I, I saw that in Vietnam too. Yeah. I went to Vietnam many years ago and I was like, this is crazy. Like, it was so wild, but so cool. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it when I travel to places like Indonesia or uh, Tokyo or wherever, I just think to myself, how small, how small am I? Yeah. And I actually, I feel sorry for people who don't travel or who yeah, don't have yeah. an opportunity to travel yeah. because it really does put things into perspective. That's a great point. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So when you're not making music, what do you like to do with your time? <laughs> I like to run. Okay. Of course I keep getting injured. So I'm like, ah. you know, but I'm getting older, but I've run a couple marathons and um, it's like, it is my sport wow. of choice. That's great. I love to cook. That's okay. like a big thing for me. I'm a real big foodie. My husband and I love to go to restaurants. And obviously I like to go see music. I like to support my fellow Great. artists. And I love to travel when I don't have to sing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, which okay. I, is a rare, it's a rare moment mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So you say um, you like to go to concerts. What was the last concert you went to? Oh, what was the last concert I went to? Gosh, I can't even remember. Oh, gosh. I have to think about that okay, for a minute. Okay, I, okay, I feel okay. like I went to go see my friend Sacha Vastandani play at okay. the Jazz Gallery in New York. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but I know that I've been to something since then. I just can't okay. remember. Maybe I'll remember in the middle of Throw it time. in. If you may remember, yeah. just throw it okay. at us. Okay. So, so Shana, we have this game that we love to play on the show. It's called Bout It or Doubt It. So, okay. So it's called it, what? It's called Bout It or Doubt It. All right. Doubt it or doubt it. Okay. Right. So if you're <laughs> okay. about it, it's something you like. If you doubt it, it's something you're not quite feeling. So can we twist your arm and get you to play? Sure. I hope All I right. don't offend anybody. <laughs> oh, you won't. I if you bought it, get them up. Get em up. I mean, you bought it, bought it. I mean, you bought it. You bought it, bought it. I represent. I doubt it. All right. So what we're going to do, Shane, is we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to get you a category. And then we're okay. going to ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It's going to seem like this was a, this was a fixed one, but it's not. Your category is food and beverage. So for Woo! someone who's a cook, this should be pretty simple for you. All, All right. right. About it or doubt it. Wine. Ooh. I mean, I'm not really, I'm not drinking right now. Okay. 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 <laughs> but I am about it. Okay. Especially uh, French wine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. What's your favorite French wine when you are partaking? Oh gosh, that's hard. Cause I actually don't know a lot about French wines. I know more about Italian wines. Okay. And the French wine thing is a new thing. Okay. 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 So, All right. 
but, but I, I really like as far as like red, I, I really like red wines. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, I'm down for a good Bordeaux. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. All right. Let's do another one. Bout it or doubt it. Pie. Bout it. Bout it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you bake? I do not bake. Okay. My mother, though, is an incredible baker and okay. she makes the best green apple pie you'll ever. It's like so tart. You Ooh. know, it makes your mouth water. Yeah. Like, I don't want no sweet apple pie. It's got to be tart. It's got to be okay. Smith apples. Okay. Is that your favorite pie? <laughs> it is my favorite pie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how often do you get a chance to have your mom's green apple pie? Once a year. Once a year. Um, yeah. If I'm not home for Thanksgiving, she will pack up some apple turnovers and get them to me some way. So you're getting it. <laughs> oh, I'm getting, well, I'm going home to Mississippi next week. And I was like, you're going to have apple pie for me. Right? All right. All right. Easter apple pie. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. So I know you've done work with, you know, obviously Snarky Puppy and you mentioned Chris Boaty and mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember when were you on, when were you to- on the road with Chris Boaty? I still go out with him. Okay. On okay. Um, okay. The last time I was with him was at his Blue Note residency that he does yep. every year. Yep. Yep. Um, so I am, I just pop in there once in a while. Cy Smith is his yeah. the regular singer with him. Yeah. He's incredible. And, you know, Cy had started to do a lot of her solo stuff. And that's when they reached out to me saying, yeah. hey, how do you feel about uh, popping in on some of these dates when Cy's not there? And so when I went in, it was like immediate, you know, Chris and I immediately clicked mm-hmm. and it was great. And, uh, and that's been going on for like three years where I just, you know, sub it out. It's, it's so great it's a great relationship that I yeah. built with their camp Yeah, yeah. because it's not something I do full time. And I'm, and I'm able, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm able to be supportive of side yeah. pursuing a solo career as yeah. she should be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a chance pre pandemic. I got a chance to see Chris twice within like a three month span. Once okay. in, we're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I saw him once at the Eau Claire jazz festival in Milwaukee in, in Wisconsin. Then okay. I saw him at the Sony theater in New York city. Mm-hmm. And both shows, I well, I love his shows. His shows are just yeah, he's amazing. He's really, really good. Yeah, hardest working man in showbiz. I mean, the guy is touring all the time. They yeah. call it the never ending tour, which yeah. it really is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. having collaborated with people like him and others, are there mm-hmm. other people out there that you're like, oh, I would love to collaborate with this person or that person or oh gosh. That's so hard. I mean, I I mean, I, <laughs> gosh, you know what? I have to think about that one. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously there's people out there that I love. Um, I, I'm such a huge fan of Lettucey and I've, oh, known her, yeah. I've known her for years. She's such a big influence mm-hmm. on me um, as a vocalist. I don't necessarily know if it's something that we would collaborate on. I, I you know, it's just more of like, to be able to be on a stage with her, like, yeah, it would be always amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have to think. I mean, there's there's a lot of great musicians that I, I just feel like I've had the honor to work with. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I have to think about that. When yeah. I'm not prepared. <laughs> when you get a chance to work with these folks, is it um, do you get a chance to business business or is it you get a chance to get to know them, hang out some, build relationship? It's more of that. Yeah. I, I feel like if I'm going to collaborate or create with somebody, yeah. there, there's got to be some sort of rapport especially with like writing. I, I did a lot of writing, collaborating with people I'd never written with before. Some of it worked out really great. And then some of it was just like, this is, does it, we just don't jive uh-huh. writing wise. Like uh-huh. we're just not on the same 
page, even if they're phenomenal musicians or yeah. phenomenal writers, maybe they just, we just don't write well together. Mm-hmm. So that was a great, that's a great learning experience, but I definitely feel like it, you know, it's like finding a boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. Like we either are going to die or not. It's like yep. dating. Yeah. It really yep. is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you know, and you know, when there's something there, right. When there's a spark or when there's a, yeah. you know, a meeting of the minds or, or a meeting of the spirits even, you know, right. Yeah. 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 And I tend to gravitate towards the same people I've collaborated with for years because yeah. it's just so natural. They know exactly what it is that I need my record or yeah. the way that I sound like, you know, my, my husband produces everything for me. He's phenomenal. Okay. I mean, he's worked with everybody huh. and um, it's just like, I don't see any reason right now to not work with him on my albums. He knows me so yeah. well yeah, and he knows exactly how everything needs to sound to cater to my voice. Yeah. 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 It just works. It's yeah. like, why am I going to, you know, Fix it if it ain't broke. Yeah, that's good. That's what I was just going to say. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I understand that completely. Mm-hmm. Well, let's yeah. listen to another one of your songs. How about we take a listen to Fake Out? Yeah. Ooh, that's a story. All right.
That was Shayna Steele with her song Fake Out. You you said before we as we were introing that song that that's a story. Tell us the story behind yeah, that song. So Fake Out was actually the first song that I wrote in the pandemic. Okay. Oh wow. Um so it just came out last year, not on my record. It was on a record called X Vitamins, which mm-hmm. just had a bunch of guest artists, Tim LaFave, Mark Juliana, yeah. Jeremy Most, Nate Smith, uh, like all these really great guys that were all sitting in their houses in their home studios. <laughs> and this record was put together. So I wrote two tunes on them, one of them being Fake Out. Uh-huh. And I just thought it was like, this is a super fun tune. I don't know if I'll I kind of want to re-record it, but mm-hmm. like more in my style because that definitely has a more electronica yeah, vibe yeah, to it. Yeah. But I'm thinking about putting it on my record because it's just a good fun, it's a fun tune. It's called like Prince vibe. It does. It, it does. <laughs> it is a fun song. That's cool. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. So okay, so what is something your fans would be surprised to learn about you? Mm, surprised to learn about me? Oh. I was on Star Search when I was 15, Ed McMahon Star Search. Really? Okay. Tell us about that. I lost by a quarter of a star. (laughs) (laughs) And I sang Don't Rain in My Parade from Funny Girl. Okay. 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 So let me ask you a question here. One, obviously, okay, you lost, and I'm sure that wasn't an easy thing to deal with, but clearly you've done okay going forward, right? I have done okay. I don't know what to say about the girl who beat me. I don't know what she's doing. And that's what I was going to ask you. Do you know? Do you even know who beat you and what they're doing? No. So yeah. So no. all right. So see, it wasn't clearly. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't traumatize you. You know clearly. In so. the moment, I was traumatized. Okay. 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 Because <laughs> I had to go back to school where everybody saw me lose on national television. Yeah. So I got- I got picked on pretty bad. Did you? Oh, man. I did. Kids are evil. Kids can be hardcore. That is true. That is true. Everybody forgot that you were actually on TV and none of them were on TV. They just all had something to say, right? I'm just all like, yeah, I was there. Don't don't rub it in. (laughs) It was pretty terrible. But clearly it worked out okay for you. So you you made lemons out of the lemonade, obviously. Amen. Or or made lemonade out of the lemons, obviously. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So guilty pleasure. What's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> the Bachelor. The Bachelor. Okay. Really? Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So what's it about I, The Bachelor that you love? I don't know. Because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, my, okay. Okay. <laughs> my husband, if he walks in and I'm watching The Bachelor, he'll just be like, you know that you are killing brain cells by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because me and my friends over the years have had like pools going and who's going to win. And oh, I mean, it is so like, it's so old fashioned and barbaric. I don't know. So you guys do, are uh, into it, into it. Arranged though. marriages or whatever. <laughs> it sounds so third world, but I mean, it is it's modern day arranged marriage. Yeah, pretty um, much. Pretty much. And uh, some of them work out, but there's just something about it. About yeah. sitting down with that Bordeaux uh-huh. <laughs> and watching, <laughs> watching them all claw for the top. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. What about favorite holiday? What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So what's Christmas like at your home? Oh, my gosh. Well, we start celebrating Christmas the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, I mean, there you, you go. Get the tree, it is up. My all house right. is decorated. The mantle is, and it is Christmas music all day long. My husband just goes completely nuts, but my daughter is really into it. Uh-huh. And we go bananas for Christmas. It's really festive and 
the presents, That's you know, my cool. especially having a kid, like yeah. Christmas has become a whole new magical thing now that I'm a mother. I yeah. feel like I get to relive my childhood. Yeah. So. How old is your daughter? She's nine and a half. Oh, yeah. So that's a great age, too, for yeah. for this. Oh, yeah. 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 Good for you guys. Good yeah. for you guys. And what about favorite vacation spot? Big Sur. Big Sur. Okay. Yeah. 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 So beautiful. It is. Peaceful. I love that it's kind of like a mixture of super, I mean, because they have really high-end resorts yep. there. Yep. And then the backpackers. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, my husband and I went for a vacation. and. And uh, I think like some sort of soccer game, a big soccer game was going on between like Chelsea and whoever okay. it was. And he said, oh, we're going to go to this this bar and watch it. And it was like in this old store where they were like making sandwich. People were bringing their beers in within the backpackers. And it was like this mixture of people in there just like enjoying the game together. Yeah. And I just I love the community there. They're just like super laid back. Cool. That's yeah. cool. That's and really cool. Too. So I, I got a couple more questions I want to ask you. And, and these are a couple that I'd like to ask all of our guests. So the first one is your top three albums of all time. Oh, <laughs> put you on the spot. Um, top three albums. Um, Aretha Franklin live at Fillmore West. Mm. Um, Michael Jackson thriller. Yeah. 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 And. That's so hard. I mean, Prince Purple Rain. Yeah, yeah. They're just great records. But I really, I really love live records. And I mean, Mm -hmm. Aretha's put out a lot of records. But this one, for some reason, I just, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, yeah. Aretha's something special, though. It's just like, I mean, I mean, a minute in and you're just kind of like, you're, you're transported to a whole nother world, you know? Yeah. When she sings, it's just something else. So. And when she plays, too. Yeah, yeah. Playing the piano, that always was like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear more live records though. We don't have enough live enough live recordings. I would love to see more live recordings. Used to be I back in it. the day, there were a lot more of them, but now not so much. Absolutely. So I love live records. Like Ray Charles is yeah. any of his live records. Um he actually and Ray Charles comes on as a guest in that live. Ah, okay. He see, I'm gonna have to go it. back and check that out then. I'm yeah, it's check so that out. good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So another question I love to ask is you can invite any three people, living or deceased, to a dinner party. Who's coming to Shana's dinner party and what's on the menu? Mm, three people. Um Herbie Hancock. Yeah, okay. Clive Davis. Uh-huh. Oh my, what an interesting, okay, Hurricane Clive Davis. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'd have to throw lettuce in there too. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it just seems like Good. it would be a, a very fun conversation. That would be. And three people that are just so well-respected in different in different levels yeah. of the music business that I, that I respect. Yeah, yeah. So what's on the menu? Oh, what's on the menu? Yeah. I, hopefully none of them are vegetarian. <laughs> Uh, probably a ribeye uh-huh. of some sort and a burrata with tomato appetizer with basil and olive oil, which right. you call it really great bottles of French wine, red and white. And um, for dessert, my mom's an apple pie. There you go. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I had a feeling that pie was coming back. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So Shana, what does the rest of 2022 hold for you? What else you got in the works? Doing school, I'm mm-hmm. almost halfway done with my degree, which is Good great. For you. So continuing to pursue my degree, putting out this record in September, yeah. and uh, continuing to gig, um, 
living my life, you know, being grateful, being yeah. thankful. I made it through the pandemic. Like we did, we didn't get thrown out of our house. That's right. Nobody got sick. Good We're for alive. you. Like, yeah. honestly, I just, I want to live the rest of my life being grateful because it can just be over in a snap and that I don't need so to be morbid. Yeah. I mean, I got a, I got a message this morning from a friend of mine, a singer friend. We were supposed to have a phone meeting and she said, my father was tragically killed in a car accident last night. I can't oh, no. meet with you. Yeah. And it immediately just made me go. I mean, I lost my father three years ago. Um, Sorry to hear that. And, uh, it, you know, it just made me go like, uh, anything that I've worried about, you just, wor- we just worry is so yeah. much. So that was a real wake up yeah. call for me to hear about her father's passing of just like, it could all be over in a flash. So why not just be here right now? That's so true. That is such a great, and that's a, that's a great way to, to look at every, every day, you know, every day, Mm -hmm. every day is, is a gift. That's why we want to try to live in the present. Right. And so that's a great way to look at it. Well, Shana, we really appreciate your time today. We really thank you. Enjoy the conversation. We are appreciative of your gifts. Keep doing what you're doing. And we look forward to more continued success for you. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. And everybody, I want to let you know that our 2022 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival is going to be taking place August 26th and 27th at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This year's lineup features Bob James, Najee, Adam Hawley, Gabriella Anders, Alex Bunyol, and more. Get your tickets now by going to freshcoastjazz.com. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Backstage.